Good morning. Welcome to the name of Jesus. Today is the uh, Feast of the Reformation. 506 years ago, Martin Luther in, in Wittenberg, Germany, pounded onto the castle church um, all the things that were wrong with the church. And uh, some of them have been corrected it takes in 500 years. Hopefully they'll all be corrected at, at one moment at one time. So today we remember that, uh, all that, that Luther did and what the started at the Reformation um, and how God blessed um, that and those as, as Luther also brought scripture back to the people because uh, way back then the Bible was uh, only in Latin and not very few people spoke Latin so he put it in German for the people of Germany and then it just went crazy and we, that's why we all have Bibles today that we can actually read and understand um, today we're also going to be uh, as you all know yesterday, last Sunday we dedicated our uh, Lutheran Braille working ministry and they have completed their very first Bible and yeah that is an awesome thing and so we, we you will see how big it is because we will dedicate dedicate those Bibles uh, during the worship service as, and then send them out in the mail uh, tomorrow you'll see three boxes that's all one Bible so, and that's how large the print is so that people can actually see um, our sermon text today is a sermon that's appointed for this Sunday, which is Psalm 46. Um, and so um, it's not printed in, uh, in the bulletin, so grab a Bible if you have one on your phone or if you have one on the pew or you need it. If not, you, know, you can listen, and we'll read it to you uh, during the sermon. And I'll walk us through um, Psalm 46, which we will also sing in the Mighty Fortress, which is basically Psalm 46 in words um, and, and psalm. So we pray as always that as we hear God's word, that it penetrates our heart, we, we receive the, the incredible grace of God as he forgives us, and uh, for those that are struggling in our faith, that it strengthens us, and hopefully that you, you all receive that today. Let's, let's open with our opening song, Come As You Are. Yeah. 
Please rise and turn and face the cross.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. By works of the law, no human being will be justified in God's sight. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. As you reshape the church at the time of Luther, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God calls us to confess our sins. We observe a moment of silence for personal reflection and confession. God, you formed us in the womb, and you shape our lives to love and honor you and our neighbors.
sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God therefore by the command of Jesus Christ I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, your son Jesus Christ gave his life for ours on the cross, that we now stand righteous before you by faith. Grant us to trust not in our own righteousness or our own righteous actions, but always in Jesus alone, that we may live now and forever in, in the peace of God, which surpasses human understanding. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. comes from the book of Revelations, chapter 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. Our gradual comes from Psalm 1. Great is the Lord and great to be praised. Walk about Zion, go around her, number her towers. That you may tell the next generation. Our epistle comes from the book of Romans, chapter 3. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by this, His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by the, His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins, it was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? Is it excluded? By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith, for we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. We will now sing hymn number 735, Have No Fear, Little Flock.
Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, every, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Have children that like to come up for the children's message? Where have all the boys gone? Oh, there's more. <laughs> okay. How are you all? I'm so excited to see you all. Thank you. You're excited too. So, who can tell me what that is? It's a castle. It's in Scotland. It's actually called the Urgharth Castle. It looks over a place called the Loch Ness. You can ask mom and dad what, about that, and they can tell you stories of that probably. This castle was built a long, long, long time ago by my ancestors. They actually built this castle. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool, right? The castles are meant to be strong. They're meant to protect people. But after many, many years and many, many wars, this is the same castle today. Doesn't quite look the same, does it? It's, it looks like it's fallen apart, right? And half of it looks like it's gone. But you know what's interesting thing about castles? That if any of it's still left, it's still strong. It still represents a place that it can protect us. And uh, we'll come back to them in a little bit. So. How does that relate to us today? So today, we, we heard about a guy named Martin Luther, and you may not know who he was. He was a priest 500 years ago, and he pointed out to the church all these things that the church was doing that was not what the Bible said. And, and so it started, a, in a way, a whole revolution where the church changed, people changed, and people began to follow God in, in a proper way. However... Do you guys ever do anything that's wrong? I do. I guarantee you, they all do. I'll hear later about that one. But, um, and, and we call that sin, right? Because it's disobeying God. So like, if you guys ever disobey mom or dad, yeah, sometimes, well, you know what? That's also disobeying God. Because God tells us we're to do what mom and dad tells us to do. But mom and dad also 
are like this castle, right? Strong. And they're here to protect us and, and here to teach you all about, absolutely about God's word. See, she understood that, right? And, and sometimes mom and dad look like this one, huh? Really tired, a little broken down, but they're still here to protect you too. And that's just like God. He does the same thing for us. He protects us. It doesn't matter if he is, looks like this and strong or maybe like Jesus looked on the cross, broken down. But he died for all of us, for our sins and all of them and their sins and everybody in the whole world. But he also became alive again. And so he doesn't look like this anymore. He would look like this one, shining and bright, his reflection on the water, reflecting his love to you guys and to them. And that's the power of God's word. Let's pray today together, and, and they'll all help us. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son Jesus, who lived to protect us, who died to protect us, rose again to protect us with your incredible word. Help us to read it, digest it, learn from it, and to live it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sing our hymn of the day want to do it in the old Lutheran tradition, you can stand up as we sing in a mighty fortress.
Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bless this time, bless your word, bless the words that I share, and uh, Lord, that you would convict us in any way that we need to be convicted. You would bless us in any way we need to bless, especially with the gift of your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. So I often have people call me or stop by the office uh, looking for help with personal issues, personal conflicts, personal problems. Maybe with a spouse or another family member or someone who's at work or school or church. Maybe they come in by themselves or maybe they come in with another. And obviously when you're sitting there and or on the phone, the person is describing things there's a lot of anxiety on the phone. There's a lot of anxiety in the room. Questions about how to resolve the situation. And what do you say? Over the past few weeks, I've had the opportunity to sit with a couple of people that we've been praying for. People who have been fighting their battle with cancer or who have been dealing with other health issues. And obviously, when you're sitting together with the patient and his or her spouse talking about how things are going, there's a lot of anxiety in, the, in that room also. A lot of unanswered questions. The what ifs, the how longs, the hot, hot beds, or the hot baths, and, and what do we say? What happens when things begin to fall apart? Well, this morning, let's work through these questions by turning to Psalm 46 to discover clearly how you should respond when things fall apart in your life. So I'm going to read from the ESV version. If you have your, your Bibles, you can follow along. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her with, when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob, Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That's our text. Sound familiar, doesn't it? It's the psalm in which we just sang, Martin Luther's The Mighty Fortress is Our God. And we'll talk about that a lot more. But the psalmist also describes all kinds of natural disasters, geopolitical turmoil, interpersonal conflict, and all the kinds of other stuff that happens simply because we're imperfect people living in an imperfect world. And well, 
What happens then when you or I realize that the events described in Psalm 46 are actually happening all around us? We have international chaos, don't we? And interpersonal conflicts, economic turmoil, geological distress, emotional anxiety, conflicts, and, and family dysfunction, and on and on and on. Meanwhile, there are all sorts of questions that run through our minds. Most specifically, where is God in all of this? How should we understand what's going on around us? How should we as Christians respond during these times? Now, right away in this psalm, the author makes a bold statement about the position people of faith take when things fall apart. Look at verse 1 in the first part of part 2 again. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Period. We will not fear. Then, the author describes three scenes for us. For us. Did you notice that as we read the psalm? There's three different scenes. Well, the first one, verses 2 to 5, describe hurricanes and earthquakes, tornadoes, and other natural disasters. Listen to those words again. We will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. The earth is giving away. The mountains are falling into the sea. The rivers and the oceans are in chaos. The earth is shaking and trembling. But right in the middle of this scene, what do we see? Did you catch it? Verse 4 and 5? Listen to those. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. A river. The kind of river that when people see it, they're glad. The kind of river that when you'd find in the, you would find in the presence of God himself. The kind of river that warms the heart of God. The kind of river that when people of God see it, they rejoice. The kind of river that even the, in the middle of chaos, people stand and say, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. And that's how our first scene ends. The second scene picks up at verse 6. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. Just think of Russia and Ukraine, Sudan, Syria, Iran, Israel, and Gaza, and Hamas, North and South Korea, Afghanistan, Geopolitical conflicts are raging, military forces clashing, hardline ideology, hate-filled power mongers standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with one another, calling one another out, pushing one another's buttons, seeing how far they can go before they reach the breaking point. Interpersonal attacks being waged one after another after another. And yet, Right in the middle of all that chaos and the turmoil, what do we see? Look at verse 7. 
the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. A fortress. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. A place of safety and security. A hiding place where you and I can rest secure. And then we come to the third scene, verses 8 to 9. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shadows the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Interesting choice of words, I think, describing the mighty, holy, unrestrained power of God, doing things that God in his wisdom sometimes does without our comprehension, our understanding. Breaking spears, destroying kingdoms, bringing desolation upon the earth. And sometimes, God, mighty, holy, unbridled power intersects with our lives, and there is collateral damage. But right in the middle of all this, again, what do we hear? Verse 10, be still. I love just those two words. Be still. Know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. I personally think that's the best verse in the whole psalm. Just because God tells us to be still and to know that he is our God. We're busy, busy, busy bees, all of us in this world today, whether we're a student, whether a mother, a father, an employee, an employer, and just go dot, 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 dot. We're so busy. But God says here in the middle of all that, be still. Let me ask you a question. Which of these three scenes do you see in your life right now? Natural calamities? Where things are simply falling apart in your home or with your health? Interpersonal conflicts, the inexplicable, holy, unbridled power of God, where sometimes still just happens. How are you doing with the scene that is playing out in your life today? In the middle of the chaos and the anxiety and the uncertainty, how is your faith? Or should I ask, where is your faith? In whom is your faith? Without knowing it or intending it, Luther found himself in the midst of conflict that rocked the world, raising 95 questions, topics for debate, really. Just asking for open discussion wound up changing the faith of Europe and the whole planet. And confronting Luther with the threat of death and worse, excommunication from the church, the official word that his soul would spend eternity in hell. Where could he put his faith? In whom could he put his faith? No matter which of the psalmist's scenes is being played out in your life today, God comes to each and every one of us this morning just as he came to Luther with these words. Be still. I am your refuge, your strength. I am your fortress. I am the, that calm, tranquil stream. 
the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 13, verse 5, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Or to paraphrase God's word to us, I will stand by your side no matter what. I sent my son Jesus to make this happen. His life, his death, his resurrection took away the sin that had separated you from me. So now and forevermore, I, your God, am with you. Amen. Indeed. And the table that we will receive shortly, we will come forward and receive the body and the blood, is the guarantee of this promise. And the waters of baptism, which we just saw last week, are the guarantee of this promise. And with God's promise, we can depend on the Lord's presence throughout our lives. We can say, as the writer of the psalm says in verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the promise that enabled Luther to stand against popes and armies. His Lord of hosts, his Jesus, was with him. A mighty fortress with his God and is ours. There will be times in the future weeks and months when you and I witness the three seams of Psalm 46 playing out right in front of us. And here's the question. How will we respond when things fall apart? God himself comes to us in this psalm, and he encourages us with these words. Do not be alarmed. Do not worry. Do not be afraid. And here's the point. When things are falling apart, there will be opportunities for you and me as Christians to speak these words to one another. We will not fear. Be still. There will be opportunities for us to sit quietly in our favorite chair and read these words over and over again, that God is our refuge and our strength. Do not be afraid. And in the middle of this chaos, we have a calm, peaceful river that warms the heart of God. We have a strong and mighty fortress, and we have a voice speaking to us. Be still, for I am your God. Amen. Let us sing still right now.
front of me the first large print bible all three boxes equals one bible you are not three different bibles this is one bible being sent to kingston tennessee to linda brandon this is our first one so we're going to dedicate this and we'll continue to de dedicate bibles as as they get built in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit the Lord God, by his Holy Spirit, has caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. Such learning takes place when we hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. It is fitting that the Bible be sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Let us pray. O God, you have given us your holy word to be a lamp to our feet, and a light to our path. We implore you to bless this large print Bible, enlighten the hearts and minds of those who read them, and open the ears of all who hear the gospel proclaimed from it, that by your spirit they may earnestly hold fast to him who is the way, the truth, and the life. 
even Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. May the Lord Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless this Bible. Amen. Let us rise now and profess our faith in the word of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty. Let's pray. Filled with God's grace, founded in faith and nourished by the word, let us offer our prayers for the church, the world, and for all people according to their needs. For the church, that we faithfully use our freedom in the gospel to love and to serve both God and neighbor. Preserve the church from discord and strife. Let the world see that we are yours, O Lord, by our love for one another. Lord, in your mercy. For those entrusted to govern our nation, state, and local community, guide them and help them to care justly and mercifully for all the people they serve. For the members of our armed forces, for victims of warfare and violence, and for our enemies, we pray that peace may prevail for all. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for Mary Westall, Bob Morrison, Joel Nethery, Barbara Stoltz, Joan Walker, Dick Chambers, Barbara, and the Lowry family, and Alvin Parker. Pray for those we have named and those we name silently in our hearts. Take a few moments to lift those prayers. We pray that their pain and anxiety be relieved according to God's will. For those who mourn the death of loved ones, we pray that God calm their troubled hearts and give them peace to face the days ahead in the confidence that he will never forsake them. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray for those who visit this congregation, that they may find here a hospitality that bears witness to the kingdom of heaven. For all who travel, we pray that they arrive safely at their des destinations. For all the households of this congregation, grant that they be havens of peace and places where Christ is proclaimed and lived. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray for this holy assembly, that together we use our gospel freedom responsibly. By the Holy Spirit, grant that we all under, un undergo ongoing reformation of our hearts and minds and in the proper stewardship of our time, talents, and money, continuing to be faithful partners in ministry. Lord, in your mercy. Let us give thanks for those who have gone before us and are with the Lord, especially Martin Luther and all the reformers of the church, 
and all those members from our congregation. Sustain us in this earthly journey so that trusting in the promises of Jesus, we too will know the joy of all those who have died in the faith. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, hear these prayers of your faithful people. By your grace, grant us those things you see that we need for the sake of our Redeemer and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated as we receive our offering.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose perfect righteousness is given to us freely through faith in him. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying.
You are Lord, freely give us what we could never attain for ourselves, a right relationship with you through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We thank you for giving us the body of Christ to eat and the blood of Christ to drink, your gift of grace that forgives our sins and joins us together as the body of Christ. Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Our Father, who art in heaven, peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. 
You alone, O Lord, are righteous in all your ways. We thank and praise you for the gift of Christ's perfect righteousness given to us in this holy sacrament. What we could never do for ourselves, you have done for us. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. What we could never do for ourselves, we have done for us in Christ. Send us from the, this table with renewed hearts, ready to serve our neighbors with love for you. That you have first shown us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. God has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness. By grace, you have been saved through faith. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us in Christ. You are blessed. Seeing the church's one foundation.
Amen. Do we have any announcements this morning? Two. One? You got announce? Go for it. Uh, this coming Wednesday evening, we are having a packing party for Christmas, Operation Christmas Child. Um, just let me know if you're coming. We're going to have pizza there. And also, if someone can help me set up, and I need someone that can code us out of the building to help volunteer. Because I don't have a code to get out of the building. What time are you doing it? Pardon? What time? Well, we, when they're done. What time are you starting? <laughs> I, it pretty it goes pretty fast. We have Bible study from 7 to 9. 7 to 8. Night? 30. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Bible study, 7 to 8. Oh, oh okay, okay. So and it starts at 7? Uh -huh. Okay, well, I guess we'll be done by 7. Oh, so there's someone after us. Okay, okay, that's great. Then I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. It's just upstairs in the parish hall, and it, and it goes really quick. If we, if we get it set up, it goes really quick. So. Say again? You want to move? We'll figure out. We'll, we'll move it to someplace else. Oh, okay. Because it's it's hard to do the Bible study. If we'll, you're not done. Oh no, we'll yeah. we, okay. So oh, we'll, we'll work figure it out. out. I'll, you and I get together. We'll figure it out. Yeah, no, okay. we'll be done. Yeah. Um, and they're also if you read the messenger that at uh, Reading Christian Fellowship, they the week that we turn the boxes in, they keep packing. And they have lots of things. I've never been there, so I might go over there. And it's in the messenger where you can volunteer to go and pray over the boxes or make more boxes up or continue packing. That whole week, they, they work on it. So, If you're available, um, take a look at the list and sign up. It's a, it's a great part of the ministry that we started here, here by packing the boxes and pack more boxes as they get ready for the boxes to be sent out. So you can almost get to see the whole thing. So Thanks, Gary. Other announcements? Script. Thank you, Donna. In the back, uh, Donna is selling script in the narthex. If you need any, any script and you're not sure what we got, ask Donna. She will tell you what we got. And it benefits our school. We get a little bit of a um, kickback from it that goes and benefits our school. Um, next Sunday is All Saints Sunday. And that's the Sunday that we recognize or we remember all the members from Trinity and the families of Trinity who have passed away since last um, All Saints Day. Um, and we have a list. We have many of our members who went to heaven this past year. So we come and we remember them and, and, and their families also. John, I'm back. Um, yeah, I realize you sang a song from St. Francis Day of, of, of Assisi. Thank you. It was, a, it was done by, by the David Crowder band, but the words come from him. So he sang some really old songs, some in contemporary style. So it was pretty, it's nice. You guys are great. You're all are, are now part of the choir. You cannot get out of it. Um, so, but we need to go because we need to get the Bible study starts in like five minutes. So let all the Bible stu study people get their coffee and snacks first. <laughs> 
or actually, unless, unless you all want to go to the Bible study, what a wonderful idea that would be. It's the book of Revelation. Just dive right in and we'll have a blast. Go in peace, serve the Lord, and smile brightly. <laughs>